Hi guys, Real Life Peter Griffin here, and you're listening to Candag Podcast. Freaking sweet. <laughs> everyone and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about his comic Hell Player, we welcome comic writer Tim Ingram to the show. Tim, thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Got a good show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be kicking off in the Retro Roundtable, talking about our favorite cosplays, Hell yeah. which kind of goes along with the theme of Tim's book here. So I thought... It only appropriate, and I've got some fun stories. I hope you guys do too. I we've do. we've seen <laughs> quite a few of them <laughs> over in, a few. Our, yep. in our time. So yeah, we've got some stories to tell there, and then we're going to be turning our attention over to Tim to talk more about Help Layer. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. If you like what we're doing, head over to CandairPodcast.com where you can uh, either click on that merch button or the Patreon button, or hell, why not even both? Two different ways you can support us there. You can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs from the merch side and on the Patreon side, depending on what tier you want in at. At $5, we have the Candair Patreon pod, which is really becoming one of the favorite things we do on this show. <laughs> it's just a really let the hair down kind of show. I, 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 uh, I just love doing it. And then at the $10 level, not only get access to that, but a whole plethora of other projects we're doing. And uh, what else am I forgetting, guys? What else is there? Your boys are on the evergreenpodcast.com network, so check us out at evergreenpodcast.com. And then uh, however you're listening to us, please, please, please do us a favor and leave us a like, review, mm-hmm. you know, let us know what you think of the show. It, it just a little bit goes a long way, and it helps so, so much. Yeah, yeah. The more reviews we get on any certain uh, podcast player, uh, the more likely that player is to advertise for us. So that is a great way to support uh, without uh, affecting the billfold, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, I think that's it. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Hold on to your butts. Spare no expense. Excellent. All right, our favorite cosplays. Randy, kick us off. So when I first started with you guys, we went to the uh, Wizard World Comic Con, and uh, I was kind of doing some back room stuff while I was... Was that the uh, Columbus or Cleveland one? Columbus. Okay. So uh, I got there a little early and was just kind of doing some scouting for the uh, Tor Gaming Expo, but uh, happened to walk by Miss Elizabeth and the Macho Man. Oh, really? (laughs) He was just... They were both in full full gear going around, and he had the voice down, you know, he was going around doing the, the cream of the crop always rises to the top, oh yeah. Jesus. But uh, <laughs> it was just, it was awesome, me being a wrestling nerd, just seeing that. And Did you get pictures of that? I think I did, yeah. Um, we I'll have it. to go look in the folder, see if I can find them. I'm pretty sure I did, because I asked him, he's like, oh yeah, brother, you know, just totally in character. It's just, it's a, Yeah, it's a, it's a rare occasion that you find the cosplayer who doesn't want to take a picture, though... We have seen them. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely seen them. And when that happens, I'm like, get the fuck off of your horse, <laughs> Did you man. Did not like, think that that would happen? I mean, like, geez. I came dressed as Batman not to be bothered. Like, <laughs> you're at a Comic-Con. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I actually had that happen at Torque. Are you serious? Actually, I take that back. It wasn't Torque. It was a different con. We uh, had a table. It was one of our first we had. They had a guy dressed as Batman. Badass costume. Don't get me wrong. 
and we left him alone the entire day because when he took the cow off and was walking around, we asked him, like, hey, do you like horror films, you know, to try to talk to him? And he snapped at us. Like, can't you see I'm in costume? What? Like, your mask is off. I was going to say, you don't have a mask hand. on there, Bats. You're not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that was definitely the probably my worst experience with a cosplayer. I think um, the one I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure the one I'm thinking of was in Cincinnati years ago, Cincinnati Comic Expo, and I think it was a Batman too. And he didn't even have his fucking mask off. <laughs> and I think he was just, maybe he didn't realize um, the amount of attention he was going to receive, but he had like the, uh, oh, it was either one of the Arkham suits or the Keaton suit on. Either okay. way. I think I remember, yeah. Cool. And he was very tall and he was hanging right around the entrance of the place. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're at the main valve where people are coming in and leaving. Right. So excited to come in there. You're going to get asked for your picture. Yeah. I could see if you're trying to do your own thing and look around and stuff. And you're So getting... go change, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> go get out of your Batman wear. You're there to take pictures and act like you're somebody for a day, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, now I'm mad. Hey, you can't get mad at people for wanting a picture. When it's your fault. I didn't mean to make you mad this early. I apologize. Oh no, no, no! It, it's 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 a slippery slope with me. It doesn't take much, man. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump over to you, Tim. Uh, favorite cosplay? Uh, last year we went to ColossalCon and they had a guy who actually built a new cola Fallout suit. Wow. Oh, he was actual, able to get inside. It was, like, it was like the complete battle armor and everything. No it was, way. It was a tie between him and uh, these guys that did uh, all the characters from Mortal Kombat. Nice. Like, wow. There was actually like a Spectre, a Cyrax, a uh, Raiden, and they had the LEDs and everything. And they were some of the nicest people I've ever met. That's awesome. Huh. I can't. I don't know this character. I've never played Fallout before, but... Um, it's, it's, it's a just badass a suit. Yeah. yeah, a big armor suit that you wear. Okay. But yeah, just to... To actually see it in person would be pretty cool. Pretty cool. How big was he? Was he about probably seven, six, seven foot tall in, in it? Yeah, it was full was it? replica build, and he had the new cola like design and color on it, which I was like, I'm not a big Fallout guy myself, so I just thought it was like, damn, this is like some badass Iron Man armor. And then <laughs> once the guy explained it to me, I'm like, okay, that makes it even more badass, you know? Yeah. Hmm. At least you didn't get mad. Is that nice Iron Man armor? It's not Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout. Hey, I I've never played Fallout. I mean, right. people are supposed to get mad at that, but it's, just, it's never one of those games that I played. Makes me think of, uh, I think it was New York Comic Con about three or four years ago, there was footage of a guy who came in the Hulkbuster yeah, uh, I remember that. suit. Yeah. And, like, he, what was he, like eight foot tall? Yeah, something he was like? just towering over it. There's no way yeah. you can miss him in the crowd. Yeah. Talk about somebody who didn't get in the door, <laughs> probably not only because of the uh, crowds wanting to picture, but just because of its sheer size. Well, shit, that same Comic-Con I was just talking about, they had that uh, Transformer running around there, too. Oh, that's right. Uh, um, it was uh, uh, Ironhide. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The movie was, version of Ironhide. He was sweet as hell looking. Yeah. And he had his parents following him with his yeah. baby bag. <laughs> <laughs> But he was cool, all kinds of lights, and I think he even had sound effects. And Yeah, I mean, and he was every bit of eight feet tall, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking up to him. And then when I heard his real voice come through, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm definitely older than you are. <laughs> hey, guys, how are you? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom. 
You mentioned something uh, there, Tim, about a Mortal Kombat uh, cosplay. That kind of I'm just going to go next because it kind of leads into a funny story I have about a Mortal Kombat play that we saw years ago. I think it was our very first Cleveland Comic Con we went to, Wizard World. And um, the suits were cool. I, I don't know too much about Mortal Kombat except for when I played it when it first came out as a kid, you mm-hmm. know. But there was a husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend team. I don't know what their status relationship is. It doesn't matter. But they like he was dressed up as like Scorpion, I think. And then she was in. Boy, oh boy, she looked good. (laughs) She looked good. Everybody, including myself, was stopping to take pictures. There was like a crowd around them. And you knew, you know, they didn't give a shit about Scorpion. They were trying to get some TNA in their pictures. So I got a picture, a few pictures of them together there, and they weren't even looking at me. I was just taking a picture while they were posing for someone else's picture. So a few years later, we then met the guys from Game Fix. You remember this story? Mm-mm. <laughs> this was so fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, it was at a different Cleveland con, I believe. And, uh, you know, we have stayed friends even to this day. And this was, shit, this, that was a long time ago. That was mm-hmm. probably 2015? Probably, yeah. 16, something like that. So I was looking, I went back, because, you know, we keep all these pictures we take at these cons. And we go back, you know, pull them for posts, just, you know, reference, whatever. And I found those pictures and I was looking at them. And I was looking past the girl and behind her was Spanish. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember that. Which is yeah. one of the guys from Game Fix. So I had caught him checking her ass out in a picture before we even knew the guy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So I had to send it to him. And, you know, he's not to blame because, again, it was a foyoyoyn ass. <laughs> that's why everyone was taking pictures. But it was just so funny how it worked out to have caught him on, on, on a picture before we even knew him, and then to later find him in that. It's like a where's Waldo, but where's Spanish, you know? Oh, behind the lovely girl's ass. There he is. (laughs) But anyway, Jack, what you got? Mine's not so much a cosplay as much as it is a cosplayer. Okay. So I follow a bunch of them on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And one cosplayer, her name is Allison Tabitha. She becomes whoever she's dressing up as, no matter... I don't know if you've seen her before. I think I have. Now that you, but she's done like Jack Sparrow, uh, yeah, Lydia okay. from uh, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! She looks dead, just like Winona Ryder. It's crazy. Her Wonder Woman. She looks just like Gal Gadot. It's crazy how much she can actually look like the people. But she's done two two recent ones from the show Arcane that's on Netflix. That's based off of the League of Legends game. And one, the character's name is Vi, and another one named Jinx. But she looks exactly like both of them. It's so hmm. crazy. I've seen on Instagram, and I don't even know their names. Uh, I didn't even. I would have looked it up had I thought about it. But you're just making me think of it. Two uh, friends who are cosplayers. One girl, like her main character, is Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie's, and then the other one is uh, Black Widow, yep. Scarlett Johansson's. And they are spitting fucking images <laughs> of both of them. It's creepy. It looks like they're standing there. Do you know who we're talking about, Tim? I saw you nodding. Oh. Yeah. No, I kind of want to look it up now. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. It's crazy how people can do that. And I just wonder how close they look to those people without the makeup on, or if it's just they're that good with makeup to bringing that person out. You I know? think it's just the skills with the makeup. Because hmm. this girl, she... She's just a, a normal, everyday-looking 
brunette woman, but she knows that shading and stuff to make her hmm. face different shapes. It's Ooh. crazy. Makes me want to look now. I got to see if I can pull this up. What, what, what uh, characters does she do? Oh, uh, well, she's she's done almost everybody. She's done Harley Quinn. She's done, you know, Lydia from Beetlejuice, Jack Sparrow. I think I've seen the Jack Sparrow. Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's done Harley because who hasn't? Right. Right. You've done Harley, haven't you? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did you you did a Harley Quinn sure. cosplay. Sure. <laughs> what? At home. Oh, that's not helping your case. <laughs> I'm not seeing it on here because there's a million and one people who have uh, cosplayed as Harley Just Quinn. Just do a search of Allison Tabitha. That's her name. Allison Tabitha. Yeah. Is it like three three nine two or something? No, nah, it should just be that. It's a fake account. Yeah, it's crazy when when um because yeah that may, it might be a fake account. Insert Jeopardy music here. Who's gonna? Oh well, I don't want to spend the whole show looking <laughs> on our phones. But again, it's incredible. There's a girl who works just down the road at uh, Pack Rats, which is our comic book store here locally. Her Instagram handle is Oddfell O D F E L. Oh yeah, she's awesome too. She's very good yeah. and. Just the simple fact that she is so good has gotten her, like, to premieres and different events all over the world. Like, she she does really well with her cosplay and her blog, like, video blog, mm -hmm. vlogging, I guess the word is. <laughs> Old man Jeremy here. But, uh, yeah, she's very, very good. So I, I would uh, advise checking her out as well. What was it, Free Comic Book Day? She was at Pack Rats? Mm-hmm. And she uh, was yeah. doing uh, <clears throat> She-Hulk. And she was doing a Instagram live, so I was sitting there watching, talking to her, and she had done a photo shoot as She-Hulk with other people dressed up to the Fantastic Four. And I was like, oh, she was sitting there testing the green. I was like, what about the, the pictures that you had? Oh, that was just Photoshop green on me. And I'm like, are you serious? But she was, she also said that she had, you know, I, I had to do like five characters, so there's no way I could have done full body green. Still, though, I mean, she had you fucking fooled, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, I would have <laughs> never known it was Photoshop <laughs> green paint. So, um, I got a funny story for you guys. Okay. Uh, years ago, when Wizard World was still here in Cleveland, I did a cosplay of crossbow, uh, Crossbones, and my ride fell through the day of the convention. So I actually had to jump on the RTA go downtown and walk through downtown in full military gear. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, military vest with the, you know, I had the web, you know, the fake guns and everything inside the thing, but walking from public square to the convention center definitely raised some eyebrows. Heck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I can know, see that. I uh, have the big mask on the back of the backpack. You know, I'm just walking through all black, military gear, and it's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> like, this guy's up some to shit's no going good. down, yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, years ago when we did our, our very first convention we ever did was SpaceCon, which is an independent comic con uh, convention here in Columbus. And some comic uh, creator friends of ours flew up here from Florida, remember? Mm -hmm. Richard Rivera, Rivera. and uh, Wayne Hall. Wayne, yeah. He's a pod Wayne's a podcaster, but Richard uh, is the guy who does like Stabity Bunny and stuff yeah. like that. And. Oh, wow. When he got here, he my God, they were both so helpful because he really like gave us a you know a walkthrough of how to pitch comics and stuff, how to pitch, how to <laughs> represent yourself at a table, yada yeah, yada. Yeah. Well, when it was over, I drove them back to the airport. Okay. Now, now Richard, at, at least at the time, his head was all, entirely shaved except for like a mohawk he had. Mm -hmm. 
And when he when I dropped him off at the airport, he had like a T-shirt on with a skull on it. He had big combat boots on and he had a long black leather trench coat. So I was like, hit me up when you guys make it back to Orlando. And I didn't hear from him for a little while. Like, do you guys make it back? He's like, yeah, it just took a while. He goes, it was hell getting through security. <laughs> it's like they thought I was up to something because of my outfit. Oh, man. I was like, well, I mean, you know, these are trying times. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. You are in Ohio. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was, it was funny. It was a funny story. All right. Where are we at? 19. Let's go around once again really quick. Randy, what you got? So, uh... I used to work at the uh, the Polaris Mall here locally. It's a big indoor mall at the uh, Crocs kiosk, you know, selling the rubber shoes. Every spring, we'd always have the, the Arnold Classic, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just so funny seeing so many, like, built, buff guys walking mm-hmm. around looking like Arnold. It's not really cosplay, but, you know, you, you'd feel like you were in an episode of, like, American Gladiator. And it was just, <laughs> it's so funny to, like, see these big macho dudes, like, walking you know, down the aisles and stuff, and then hear them talk, and they have, like, these high nasally voices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Shrunk their testicles down to uh, it get w- the big biceps. It wasn't every one of them, but, you know, it just, it threw you, because they'd be like, hi, how are you? I'm like, holy shit. What did, do you think did... of my bill, bro? Yeah, exactly. Same with the women, too, though, because they're all big and ripped, and they walk around, and, hi, <laughs> my name's Jody. <laughs> China comes to mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, back to you, Tim. Up here in Cleveland, we have uh, John, we have Carolyn John's Comic Shop, and every year going into the pandemic, I don't know if they're going to keep doing it for free comic book. They they have free comic book night, which they do a midnight release of all mm-hmm. the comic books for free comic book day. Hands down, I've seen some of the best cosplays I've ever seen there, just for people coming in line. You know, like literally, we stand in line all day, and people just it's like a giant party. You know, That's sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But the one that stands out to me is Catwoman, like the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Ooh. And she wasn't even lying. She just started walking up and down, like, the parking lot. And with the whip, the whole nine yards. Like, I didn't even see her. I heard the whip crack. And I turned around like, well, what? who are you? Like, <laughs> she was, again, super nice, taking pictures. And then um, we also have a whole bunch of Star Wars guys that come up there. And they do the whole procession. With nice. With the Darth Vader, the Stormtroopers. And the one year with them... We had three guys that did the best Predator cosplays I've ever seen. Really? Like, it literally looked like a hunting party of Predators. That's amazing. I wonder (laughs) if we may have seen one of them in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure we saw a very impressive Predator cosplay in Cleveland years ago to the point where the claws on the mouth were actually, like, opening and Mm, closing. That's right. Were were they that detailed? Yeah, that, that was them. There was actually three of them. Yeah, those guys, Good I mean, we only saw one, but damn, if it wasn't impressive. Like, I, I pissed in my pants a little bit. It was that good looking. Jack's like, get to the chopper. I was like, you an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> uh, one cosplayer we've had on who has just been blessed with this voice was Robert Franzisi, who's mm-hmm. the real life Peter Griffin. Jeez, mm, yes. And, you know, it's one thing to have that voice that sounds exactly like he walked out of the television show. It's another thing to have the, like the same frame. Like, I mean, the build and everything. He yeah. was sculpted as Peter Griffin, <laughs> Griffin, you know, but another thing on top of those things combined is how funny the guy is. Mm-hmm. We had a riot with him. Like he was a riot on our show. We had a blast talking to him. We didn't even start the show when we were in tears. 
Yeah. Like typically we get on here and like, you know, like with Tim, you know, we'll do a quick, you know, back and forth about what to expect and we'll get the show going. And we, yeah, like 20 minutes later, we were just like crying into our t-shirts. Dude's funny. And I would still, I still, I've said it before, but I would still love to see him do stand up. It doesn't even have to be anything related to family guy. Like Mm -hmm. if he just did a stand up set, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you got, uh, I had, I advise people to go check out that episode of our catalog. I, I don't remember what episode it was, but if you just Google Candare podcast, uh, real life Peter Griffin or Robert Franzisi, it'll come up. Uh, you'll be laughing too. Oh, yeah. I, I promise. You heard it, Randy, right? That was when you were still uh, listening, right? Yeah, and that was actually one of my picks for the 300, like my favorite. That's oh, right. you're right. Yeah. 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 yeah, so there is a clip of it in the 300th episode. A couple different places you can check it out. Yep. But uh, yeah. It's funny. He took a picture with him and his. His friend that does the Lois, Lois yeah. yeah. I was checking that out today. And there was a guy that was dressed up like Cleveland. It wasn't really hard dress up. I mean, he's had like a purple shirt on and then just a mustache and his hair was kind of fuffy. But it's but he a, looked just like Cleveland. Uh, but did he sound just like him? Uh, it was just a picture, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't have been too hard, I think. But. Well, he's I don't I don't know who's doing the real life Lois Griffin along with uh Robert, but they, they seem to do it quite a bit. And I was trying to find an example of her talking as Lois. And, you know, I'm not going to nitpick because nobody can sound exact. Again, it's it's like a miracle. It's like a gift from God that Robert sounds exact. <laughs> yeah. But damn, she, she's pretty good. She does, yeah. She, she does a damn really good job. Good picker, yep. And uh, the outfits and everything together, just they play so well. Mm-hmm. They play so damn well. So that would have to be one of my favorites. I still can't get over it. I mean, he's been doing that for a long time, right? I mean, he's been doing it for some time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been... And it still is getting I mean, it's attention. It's been a few years since we had him on the show, and he'd been doing it years before that, oh, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. At least four years ago. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think... So. Yeah. This is before me, and I've been on three, so... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like like he's saying, he was doing it before, uh, you know, like... He was probably doing it before we started this show in 2013. So he's been around for a while and still gets uh, big attention from it. And it's understandable why. I think they ought to, I think Family Guy should really have him walk on to the animated show just as himself. (laughs) Like it would be a cameo. Yeah, it would be priceless. It would be priceless. But all right, Jack, one more really quick. What we got? I think that's really all I had that I can think of. All right. Well, that's fine. We're at that point where we should be moving on anyway, but that was fun talking about cosplay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ironhide was one of my picks that Randy threw. Oh, so. sorry. Still <laughs> Way to go, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump to a commercial break really quick, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Tim Ingram about Hell Player. Stick around. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, we are back from commercial with Tim Ingram to talk about Hell Player. Tim, thanks again for being here, man. Hope you're having a good time. I'm having a blast. 
Good, good, good. So we first met you at Torgs, which was uh, what the September. end of, September of yep. uh, 2021. I right. Yeah, I, yes. I, 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 boy, I still think it's 2021 for some reason. It's not. I need <laughs> not to, much I, has changed. No, I need to get adjusted. But how was your weekend at Torgs? Uh, we haven't talked to you about that weekend at all. We had fun. We we really had a blast. I made a lot of great friends and connections, and we really just enjoyed it. We uh, plus we uh, that's when I met you guys because I found out we had a mutual friend, uh, Verlaine. Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. So you, so you're aware of Game Fix too. You knew right who we were talking about. Yeah. So no, we had a great weekend. We drove down from Cleveland. We ended up driving back that night. Um, we made a lot of good connections. It. I was still trying. I'm still getting my feet under me with the conventions, and that was one of those ones where it was like, I had to adjust how we promoted ourselves. Mm. Just because we were the comic book guys that really nobody knows at a video game expo. Right. And it's like, okay. But with us, with me and the guy that I, my buddy, the green guy, we were avid gamers, so it worked for us. I think we ended up spending a little bit too much money compared to what we brought in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got but, to. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Right. It was a good weekend either way. Like we're um, actually going to be coming back again this year. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. We'll be seeing you again, it would seem. I hope the Game Fix guys come down, too. Uh, we didn't get a lot of time to hang out with them. I uh, I haven't really – you've talked to him quite regularly, but I don't mm-hmm. ever get to really talk. Or I mean, I guess I could uh, reach out more, but <laughs> I guess that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's hear about a little bit about yourself, Tim. Like, uh, tell us about yourself and how you got into comics. I got into comics really weird. Um, a few years ago, I found out I was a type 2 diabetic by ending up in the hospital and pretty much flatlining. Oh, wow. Came out. It was just that whole thing. Like I've been writing my entire life and me and my fiance sat down and we had a conversation and she'd been pushing me to do this. I just happened to meet the uh, owner of Villain Archives through a Facebook group and me and Malice were already talking. And you know how you're kind of on that line where I don't know if I want to do this I, or I just want to give up and just focus on getting life together and taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. We ended up going to see Kevin Smith. I, people laugh about this because I do not like motivational speakers. I, I just, I don't. Something in my head, it just never clicked. We saw Kevin Smith uh, when they, when him and, when Jay was uh, up at the Akron Comic Con, this is like four years ago. The night before they had a free, uh, like a free seminar at Akron College. We got to go there and just hearing how Kevin Smith was talking to people and the stuff that he said, it, it clicked. Because, you know, there was that whole thing like, why not? Like when he sat back and said, I am just a fat pothead from New Jersey that just said, why not me? that resonated that night i got a hold of malice and i just said you know what let's see what we can do and here we are today awesome hmm. that's cool you and he's uh from what i've been seeing he and the clerks cast are going to be uh at what april's fanboy expo in cleveland so yeah they're gonna yes. be at the cleveland one yep yeah, yeah i'm excited I'm, to see that yeah we yeah we already got our tickets and everything like we're gonna be there awesome nice are you guys gonna, gonna like have a booth or are you just there to check out so we're actually not having a table till July, just because we're starting to do more vlogging now. Mm-hmm. Like we have, I have a YouTube channel and everything. We want to do more. We want to get more into the vlogging because we have some other shows we're getting ready to film. And whenever we were doing the tables, we were doing footage. Like when we met you guys, you guys met the green guy, then you met me, then you met the green guy. Like we weren't able to go to tables together. Somebody right. always has to be watching. So our idea is let's just travel around. We got cars. I can put, you know, it's going to be more like a gorilla salesman. 
Mm-hmm. Just because I'm going to have everything in my book bag, but we can actually get more footage and do more together. Sure. Right. That makes sense. Well, hopefully we'll see you there, man. So tell the listeners then about Hell Player. Hell Player is about a girl who has the worst week of her life. I do not, like, I am a horror writer. Like, this is wrote in that old school, campy 80s horror. And that's how I want to write it. You know, like, that's, that's what I enjoy. But that being said, my book is not for kids. Like, it still blows me away when I tell people what I write and they have their, they, you know, they're, they're with their parents and I have a 13 year old kid buying my book. Like, it, it freaks me out. <laughs> I, was that, I was that young kid with my dad watching horror films, like Evil Dead and stuff like that. So I, I get it, you know? <laughs> Hellfire is about a girl, Maria, who has the worst week of her life, meets a fallen angel, and pretty much gets told, like, hey, I will give you the power, go get vengeance. And she does. The motto of the book is, she cried, so they died. Like, old school horror, you know? Sure. (laughs) So tell us about the, man, I don't want to say too much, but I mean, does does the idea from this come from something that you actually experience? Because, you know... I don't want to say what happens on this worst weekend of her life. I don't want to give it away, but um, doing the show, being at cons, we've had, you know, and similar even just on the show, yeah. we've had similar kind of experiences with these kind of uh, people. So uh, was this inspired by something that you actually like went through or is it, where did the idea come from? So the initial idea came from um, bullying. That's literally what it came from. Um, you know, I grew up being bullied. Everybody has, but it was just bullying, just in general, and I just kind of centered it all on this one week. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally is, like, you come to find out she is a bullied girl, you know? Everybody reaches their breaking point. This just happened to be hers. Like, this week literally was just her breaking point from everything she went through. On top of that, uh, the other book that I'll, that you guys will probably see by the time I get to you guys, well, if I see you guys at Torque, well, we have it coming out on Halloween. That's Mora. I got lucky enough to meet Rick, uh, Richard Jones III, and I, I got invited to write on his project. So that actually just got announced about a couple of, at the beginning of the month. Awesome. Okay. Very good. And you said that's uh, around Halloween that'll be coming out. Yeah, we got that. And then like uh, Hell Player, Hell Player is about to take a pretty good sw- uh, spin. We got issue three about to come out, which is the end of the first arc, and it's going into the final arc. I mean, just because this is a jumping point to my universe, to where I'm going to start expanding, and I have another book coming in probably next year. That we're keeping really tight on the wraps because even with Hellplayer, I push the limits and push some buttons. We're pushing even more with the next project. You're talking about a whole nother title that's taking place in the same universe, or are you talking about the next installment of Hellplayer? It's the same book. It's where the character for it's where Maria's gonna end up. Like you're after the end of Hellplayer, you're gonna see her in another comic. Oh, yeah. I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, the way you're talking, issue is issue two already out there and available. You you gave us a copy here of uh, issue one at Torgs. Thank you for that. Uh, is is two already out in the world, or where can people yes, grab that? Uh, two, uh, two actually came out right around the time that we were at Torque, and we have issue three about to come out. And okay. we got blessed. To, I actually got we have a cover, an anime homage cover done by Adam Fields on that issue. Oh, okay. okay. Adam Fields is a good dude. Yeah, he is. I really try to keep it local, and these are guys that I met. I met him and Rich through doing the tables and stuff like that, and we always, last year, we always seem to be working together. I'm one of those guys, like, if these are the guys that I'm around, I want to try to help everybody come up, you know? Right. Absolutely. That's, I love the, the, the tight, close-knitness of the uh, comic community. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's probably, you know, in every city where there's comic 
communities, creators. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a comic creator. But, <laughs> you know, just, you know, having this show about comics and knowing everybody we do as a result and seeing how tight-knit everybody is in that community is very, it's a very cool thing. Everybody kind of uh, helping each other out with their projects and stuff. It's cool. Everybody knows each I'm other, the- too. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, see, that that's what's freaking me out right now because I've always been that comic book collector. To actually be on the other side, like when you walk up to somebody that you collect, like you went like artists and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know that mask. You're Tim. It's like, how do you know me, man? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's completely throwing me back. Like, wait a minute here. Like, like, Tim gets weirded out. Like, stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> And it, again, it's really hilarious because people that see me, they're like, I'm this big guy with this mask on. And they're like, why are you stepping back? I'm like, how do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've had a few stranger danger moments with uh, people out in the wild since we've started this show. I think I've told you guys before. There was once at like uh, the comic book store. I noticed there was a guy like five feet from me no matter where I went. And I was telling Brooke, I was like, I think this guy's following me. And I was like about to turn around and like say, what the fuck, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to test my theory. I went to a part of the store. There was nobody else and sure as sugar right behind me. So I finally like just turned and like look straight at him like with the look of my face like, shit or get off the pot, rock star. Like, what, what's happening, you know? And, and I think he could tell I was a little weirded out. But he said, oh, I love the show. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. Don't freak me out like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just tell me, man. Don't sit there and wait for I get me to this. draw or something. Yeah. Jeez. Jeremy's survival tip. If you feel like you're being followed, go to an isolated area when there's no one else <laughs> <Right>. around. <laughs> he could have just shaped me and left me bleed out there. <laughs> Nobody would have known. <laughs> Maybe I just got the advantage because I got the mask on. Like, I can get away with going out in public. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> so now you've mentioned... Oh. Um, a few other times in this interview and you know we got to meet this gentleman i can't i don't remember his name i think we have a card somewhere but the gentleman who was with you he had the green hood and cape on can you tell us a little bit about uh, him his character and how, his relation to what you're doing okay so that's the green guy the green yep. guy the green guy is actually a he's cosplaying a character based on himself oh his actual name is the green sense. guy so the green guy makes his debut at issue five uh, no, I, I apologize. Yeah, issue five of Hell Player. In the comic book, he's actually a YouTuber that meets my main character. It's actually leading into a YouTube show that's going to be coming soon that he's hosting. In reality, though, he's my best friend. Okay. Oh, that's gotcha. cool. So you're like so you're pre-marketing that character before he's uh, released then. Yes. Got it. That was the whole idea. And it's just one of those things like I doing the tables by yourself is like, I love doing the tables. Don't get me wrong. I love meeting people. I love the interaction of being able to see them hold my comic and everything. But you get those times where it's just boring. You're Mm -hmm. just sitting there. And I've come to realize I don't like sitting at the table. I usually stand in front of the table. But the dynamic of me and him together is phenomenal. Like I get to hang out with my best friend, but he's just so good with people. And this character embodies that. Like he ended up in the, uh, cosplay competition at torque yeah yep i remember yeah like he was on the picture i'm like when did you do this he goes i walked away for a minute (laughs) 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 and and the people and we have so much fun when we're at the table because people will walk up like oh i know who you are and they'll be like he's like who they're like oh you're green lantern you're the specter and i'm like no he's not (laughs) no he is i'm like no like if you know who he is 
I have an issue with him because this character hasn't debuted yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it always makes for a good laugh. And like even with uh we got like we got pictures like promo pictures and stuff coming out and he literally is that idea that he's trying to find out the answer to why he's in our reality from me because I write the comic book. That's like some major fourth wall yeah, breakage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Exactly. Like there's a like we have like um, TikTok and Clapper and like stuff like that, and you'll actually see us going back and forth. Like they'll be holding a comic book. Like why do you know this? Why is this happening? And I'll just do a TikTok. Like bro, thank you for the support. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. cool. A lot it of is. cool ideas coming down the pike. It sounds like. It, and it's really cool how you're like marketing your comic too because you're taking a lot of approaches that normal comic artists don't do we sat back and really between me him and my fiance we had a really big meeting like how can we do this and then with the introduction of tiktok especially during the pandemic like i grinded out during the pandemic working and doing issue two which was hard like let's just be for real it was hard because we couldn't go out even everything raised in price and then it was like okay i gotta find a new way to market this because that's what everybody was doing Sure. Right. And everybody was doing the live sales and this and that. I'm like, I'm not known enough to be able to do a live sale. Like, my name is not out there. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. one of them guys yet. So I was like, you know what? Let's just be us. Let's just goof around. And then we started form. We started doing the TikToks and uh, Instagram. And then we started doing the photography and stuff like that. And it was like, this is going to be us. This is going to be how we're going to do this. And created to me, I think we created two really good images between people becoming known, becoming more aware of the mask. And like you guys, you guys didn't even know who he was, but you're like, hey, Tim has a guy with him that wears a, a green cape and a mask. Right. That aspect of it is like one of the greatest things in the world to me, just because it's going to leave that image to make you curious. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. So, <laughs> yeah, I straight right. up remember hearing him saying, oh, I'm the green guy. Yeah. So that stuck in my head. Like, well, I can see that, guy. but what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, the green guy. I'm like, Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> right. And people are like, and it's great because you like, um, at Torek, uh, he has his own TikTok and everything. We actually had a, a girl come up by the comic book with her dad, which I spent 20 minutes explaining what my comic book was about. And he's like, no, it's fine. She likes horror movies. Okay. <laughs> and then he's like, well, who's this? And we gave her the car. She looked him up. We started wa- was standing here watching a couple of the TikToks. I'm like, he's over there walking around. She literally walked up to him and asked him for an autograph and a picture. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he even came back like, bro, somebody, I'm like, yeah, dude, this is, this is what we got, you know? So, but that's why I'm really looking forward to traveling around to these different conventions coming up. Just cause you get to see the dynamic between the two of us with us filming the vlog style or however we decide to do it. It's going to be opening us up to that. You know, that goes back to like why I'm even with the company that publishes me Uh villain really does like they try to bring people in you know like we're trying to change the industry because the same between the companies is the bad guys changing the industry because we're villain archives we're a bunch of villains but we have such a dynamic and idea to actually like let's bring up the people that are trying to do this let's connect artists to writers and that's really what i enjoy doing right now like right. i between like the green guy who there's an actual twitch that he actually does you know regularly and that's going to be our new dynamic with the table you're going to have me selling my comics and you're going to have Reggie Veggie next to me live playing Brawlhalla. Mm-hmm. So you can go on history. Like you're going to be able to like, it's going to be a whole table with his stuff. So you're going to have that dynamic. And that's how we're really going to start marketing going forward. Very so cool. Just, just trying to tie, just trying to do something to get us out there. 
but something different. Yeah, thinking yeah. outside the box. And doing it well, it oh. sounds like. Very good, man. Well, I've seen if there's a few handles that people can check out on Instagram. Uh, it looks like the, the, yours is at Lost Hope underscore ENT, and then there's at uh, Villain Archives. Where else should people be checking you out? Definitely Instagram. Uh, TikTok is a huge one for us right now. Where I'm actually going to be getting more back into TikTok. It's going to be uh, Just Jump two one six, and that's pretty much my hand. That's my personal handle on a lot of things. I probably shouldn't put that out there like that, but. That's really how we do it. Um, for Twitch, it's uh, you can you can game with Reggie. It's Reggie Veggie on Twitch. But yeah, anything like Facebook and all that. Lost Hope Entertain, Lost Hope ENT is that's us. And then uh, the green the green guy has his own stuff on Twitch on Clapper, which is another form of uh, Twitch, not Twitch, but uh, TikTok. And then Villain Archives. And Villain has a lot of stuff coming out. Like we just uh, you guys were talking about the Peter Griffin. Your guys is, that does Peter Griffin. Yeah. If it's the same one that I'm thinking of in Rhode Island, he just did a TikTok with a bunch of nerds. Yeah, I think he is in uh, Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, he's well. I think he's in Jersey or something like that. But I mean, he's over there. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, a bunch of nerds is Billy Nicholas, who's actually part of Villain. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. He actually has. Uh, yeah. So we actually so so I'm seeing more and more of it come together. You know, especially as we're starting to get out of some of this craziness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. Thank you for taking time to be here. I've, uh, I think we've all had a great time speaking yeah. with you. And uh, mm-hmm. again, thank you for giving us a copy of Hell Player. It was a lot of fun to read. And uh, again, encourage people to check it out. And yeah, if you're in the Ohio area or even surrounding areas, come to uh, TorgCon. When is that again, Randy? That's going to be the end of November this year. Oh, wow. We got a little bit to go. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit to go. But... Tickets are on sale already, though. Are they? Yep, yep. Hot diggity yeah. damn, you know, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'd be a great place to uh, check out Tim and everything he's got going on. So once again, Tim, thank you so much for being here, man. Oh, thank you, guys. I truly appreciate it. Jack, what do we got on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com, where you can listen, like, subscribe, become a patron, buy some merch, and Other if you want to be on the show, send us an email on our contacts page. Yeah, yes, and find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And yeah, once again, the Patreon uh, page we've got. You can just link to it straight through CanDarePodcast.com. Again, the CanDare Patreon pod. There's CanDare Classic episodes, which, what, 2013 and 14, those are from our first to 25. (laughs) Damn, it's hard to listen to some of them, but I think that's just because we're the ones who recorded them. I think uh, our fans would would get some (laughs) enjoyment out of them. There's the uh, Comic Vault. The traumatic episode. Oh, the traumatic episode. Uh, that episode with that larger-than-life person that went horribly wrong. <laughs> and uh, so we, we put our own commentary over the experience and then put it up there for your guys' entertainment. All kinds of stuff on there. 80s trivia episode we did. Feature, it's fun stuff. Feature-length Star Wars audio drama. That we yeah, and the human fly. Yeah. Uh, Rand or not Rand Hair. <laughs> I Rand guess it's kind of Rand Hair, but <laughs> Can Air Radio Theater is what we were calling those. Yeah. So all kinds of cool things on there you can check out and support us at the same time. And uh, uh, Evergreen. Evergreen, yep. Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com. Check out all the other great shows. Game Fix is a part of that as well. Yes, and, uh, they are. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you're, however you're listening to your boys here on Candair, give us a like and show some love. We'd appreciate it. Game Fix got quite a fluffing from us this episode, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Check better be in the mail, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Zach Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Tim. 
Ingram. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. Oh, no! Don't run! It'll only make things worse! What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.